it doesn't come up on the recording though so adam's probably just like stop because we're like oh, is that yours is it my is it me is it your is it me um welcome to the spooky succubus cast for another edition i'm abigail 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 <laughs> i'm rebecca i'll say it like that and it's officially the holiday season um you know jingle bells are jingling <laughs> Reindeer are. I didn't know where you were going. Reindeering. <laughs> Reindeer are. Chestnuts are roasting. Um, it's all happening. So we hope you're going to have fun with your families or whoever you spend the holidays with. Um, yeah. Happy Hanukkah. It's the third night of Hanukkah right now, live from Massachusetts. I was going to say it started like two, two days ago. Yeah. Uh, I haven't put up any Christmas decorations because I just didn't. And then all of a sudden it was the middle of December. And <laughs> Did you see what Adam brought me on Instagram? I did see your cute Yeah, tea. so we're, we're moving at the end of this month, beginning of next month. So I didn't, I don't have my usual uh, live tree and array of like strange vintage decorations. So Adam brought me a tinsel tree home from... Um, the Beach Boys tour because they just did a Christmas tour, and it has a skeleton ornament, a little ornament of our cat, and a weird gnome that we got in Norway. <laughs> and those are the three that Adorable. were like not in the box, so that's what's up there. <laughs> uh, but I do miss my Christmas decorations. It's like my favorite thing is like when the house is decked out in Christmas decorations. It is fun. I just am lazy. And I seriously—it's really annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. You got to put them up. You got to take them down. I got to get the box out. And I, yeah, seriously, eh. just like it flew. It came up on me. Like I didn't. It's almost Christmas. I'm not done shopping. I didn't get yeah. anyone anything. I just, I have Fuck no it. capacity this year. Um, yeah. It's also like yeah, my family. I have to mail stuff to them, so I'm like furiously typing making sure it'll get there before christmas but mm, especially the kids right yeah the kids Ugh, but they're for the kids yet either they're the girls are in there it's they're no more toys it's all clothes now they want clothes really what about books yeah. like chapter books yeah but that's what they like you know they like speaking clothes. of chapter books have you kept going with that horror store book Oh, yeah, I'm almost done. It's a pretty quick read. It's not, like, the prose isn't bad, but it's, like, why does everything have to be written by men? And I guess it's the same. I should have Googled it. Why don't I ever look up the author before I start reading a book? But it is, he's the same it's guy. Really bad when um, you're, like, in a book and you're, like, am I reading a book written by a man? and i just saw it on book talk right which has steered me wrong before i should have known better i don't really trust book talk at all they have some strange wrecks and uh yeah so i was in bookman's buying christmas presents and it was six dollars and i was like yeah i'm gonna get it and then i was like it looks so cool and i was like flipping through it and then i started reading it and then yeah there was like fat phobic jokes and then um, yeah, the way he describes the, like, sex bomb character who's, like, of Asian descent, it's just, like, yicky. And then I looked him up, and he's the guy who wrote Final Girls, which I heard really terrible things about, and that it was, like, really, uh, instead yes, of, like... I heard that was absolutely awful. Instead of 
breaking down misogynistic tropes that like reinforced them basically and was like racist and yeah so it's like kind of all the same things and the I don't know if he's going to turn out to be a bad character or not but he's like the main manager of this like Ikea knockoff place I don't know I guess the question is I'm going to finish it but men in horror do we need them no no Mm-mm. <laughs> um, no absolutely not and yeah so i'm just gonna race through it and yeah i can really hate read fast like if i hate something i will read it extremely fast just to end it i very um, rarely dnf i love not finishing things you know that um a friend of mine is reading dune and he like will not he like is struggling to get through. I guess there's multiple books. He's like struggling to get through, and I was like, "Dude, just don't just, finish." You don't He's have. Like, I have to finish. I have to. I was movies. like, "You literally don't yeah. have to. No <laughs> one's forcing you to do anything." But yeah, you're not I like less of a alt guy if you don't finish. Right? You know, <laughs> I love. Not I don't know where my things. copy is. Once you said that, I was like, I don't know where my my copy. I'm packing a lot of books up. Um, they're heavy. Uh, <laughs> it's like. Probably one third of what we own is just my books, but I like yeah. books. I love books. I also love, you know, I move a lot. I love to, I love a move, but uh, I love packing the books because then I get to look at them. Like, oh my like, god, oh, maybe yeah, I should I read this, this again. Yeah. I loved that one. Yeah, I know. Or I hated this one. Maybe I should donate it. Yeah. So I think that you guys have stayed put for a while now, though. Yeah, we we signed a two year lease here, so. Ten years? Just kidding. Two years. <laughs> what? No. Um, should we talk about, should we share what we're talking about today? <laughs> oh, yeah. Have we? Where are we? This is a podcast about horror movies, because, not horror because, books. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about horror movies um, because it's the festive season. Um, for the third year running, we'll be covering a Black Christmas remake. So we did the original two years ago, the uh, 2006 one last year which i think the 2006 has to be my least favorite it's just terrible it's so bad you remember how jaundiced that guy was for like no reason it wasn't even like for no reason yeah there was (laughs) what was the reason it just didn't need to be that way like at all um and then this year we're covering i think the only remaining remakes so we're hoping somebody else makes a new one before next christmas or i don't we don't know what we're gonna do um so this is the 2019 remake directed um by Sophia Takal the screenplay by Sophia Takal and April Wolfie just getting wolf uh you love to see it you love to see it and produced by Justin Bloom who's just got his little shit smelling nose and everything he's got his little fingies and all of it I but, didn't want to love this movie. I know I you really enjoyed it. I just think it's fun to watch. Like, it's yeah. not like a substantive movie. I think it does more good than harm in the yeah. genre generally. Like, it's not I... as groundbreaking as I think it wants to be. But it's net, in my opinion, it's net good considering, like, some of the other things that people are that producing. That yeah. um, I think that... I can't believe this movie has such a low rating. Actually, I can believe Hold it on, has thirty nine percent. Do it. Don't don't mess up your fingers. You're... I know. I have to do it with like the side of my finger so you're I don't fuck up my nails. Um, I think that it's not as bad as some of. 
I mean, I'm going to say it's not as bad as 90% of the movies written and directed by white guys, right? But I think that it has such a terrible rating because it's like a, a movie about and for women. It's like when right? they made Ghostbusters with ladies, yeah. Like, it wasn't that bad. I don't, I didn't love <laughs> yeah. it, but it wasn't a terrible movie. I'm sorry the ladies got revenge in the end and the killer didn't just, like, get away with it or whatever, like in the original. The way I would describe this dialogue is ham-fisted, you know? Ham-fisted indeed, yes. It's too much. It needs some refining, some tweaking. There is subtlety. There can be subtlety to activism and to, like intersectional feminism right but i don't think that this dialogue takes that into account yeah i also think it's not super coincidental that the most like vocal and aggressive um person is like the most dark-skinned black woman there's like there's so just some like problems that probably the filmmakers don't even think about because it's just like so baked into how we think and it's not it's not a step in the wrong direction. That's what I'll say about this movie. It's not a step in the wrong direction. But it, it is, is a white woman. It is a white woman and this is a little unself-aware as a movie, but Absolutely. We are seeing more like women of color in like lead roles than we usually see in the right. genre unless Jordan Peele is making it. Um so that's good. Like, Jordan uh, Peele can't do everything, you know? He can't do everything. And this movie is not terrible. Uh, I It was, like, fine to watch. I wasn't, like... I did my mind to take some vacations while I was watching it. I started, started to drift off, but Imogen Poots does a great job. It is, like, I again, love her. Yeah, I, like... I just think she's such a good actor, and <laughs> I think that her face is so unusual. Like, I just love watching her because she's so, like pretty in such a weird way and yeah um, i think we should definitely cover vivar vivarium um it's like extremely weird and she's great in it um and yeah i love her in fright night she was great i mean she's great in every this she's appeared on the cast several times now. several times yeah like maybe her third appearance uh yeah it's third appearance. green room and then fright um, night Fright Night in this. And then yeah. eventually we'll get to 28 Weeks Later, I'm sure. Which is great. Yeah. This and is then an, a Poots, the Poots cast. Poots cast. <laughs> Poots Perkins podcast. Um, <laughs> the Jesse, one of the main four She looks BFFs, familiar to me. She's She was in White Lotus the first season, which mm. I did not like. Um, I kind of hated it. I have a lot of things to say about it, but I think... My as usual, my opinions don't coincide with anyone else's. Um, it was just like such a bummer. Like, really love the second season. I haven't watched it yet. Well, I like understand like everything that can and does bad things that happen to like microaggressions and lies and like the abuse of people of color, black and brown people happens in white lotus at like because they're surrounded by rich white people which i understand that happens great so glad we're pointing it out but like there's it's like i'm just kind of tired of like it's also written by a white guy is like white people profiting off of like showing us trauma of 
like BIPOC people is like, yeah, can, can we have a happy story? Like, does every everyone has to either go to jail or die or like be disappointed or forgotten or you know? It's like it's like such a I I was it was like this is such a fucking bummer. No wonder white people love this shit. They fucking yeah slurping it up because like at the end all the white people leave all happy. That's nasty. Know. It's gross. I um, will not watch yeah. the first season. I will watch the second season because but I'm anyway. hearing the hype. I want to know what's going on. I know. And then I'm like, okay, well, I watched the first. I watched the whole of the first season. Maybe I should just watch it. I do, like, hate watching things, but yeah, it just makes you... me mad because like, hearing people be so happy about it when it's, like, come on. I don't know. Yeah. that's. But anyway. Like, it's Can not. Can you see, like... Like groundbreaking, right? It's just like no another Can we thing. Have, like a happy made? story, yeah. Like a story made and made made by people, the indigenous people of Hawaii, who are who are like in you know like being abused and taking advantage of by the people in there. Can we have a happy story written and directed by them of their yeah. own stories? Seriously, made for mainstream American audiences. I don't know. Yeah, season two is in Sicily, right? You don't know? Ugh. You're so out of touch. I watched it. Sorry, it slammed down my seltzer. Anyway, we should talk about this. But anyway, Brittany O'Grady, who plays Jessie, she's in White Lotus. That's where I was going with it. And she does a great job, too. You got there. I got there. Drinking wine. She's barely in it, but... Yeah, whatever. All right, let's get into it. We open on a secret society chanting <laughs> in a room... And we see a fire breaking out. But when we fade out, it's a group of sorority sisters exchanging Christmas presents in their living room with a roaring fire in the grate. Um, They note that their friend Lindsay is absent. So Una calls her, another sister. Uh, Lindsay says she's heading straight home to see her family for the holidays and she'll see them after the break. As Una Lindsay got walks- her a vibrator. Is that? Oh, yeah, like I forgot a, about that part. It's a weird. It's what a gift. I don't know. It I was guess, a long. Thoughtful. Like she talked about it for like forty five seconds. I was like, was let's like, let's get I to the meat to of the the meat. <laughs> Again, ham fisted. It's like we have to know like vibrators. They're good. like we self pleasure. We're sex positive. Yeah, we have to say the word diva cup like nine times in there, this movie. There are a lot of mentions of diva cups for sure. <laughs> So she's walking to the lot and she gets a strange text from Calvin Hawthorne, who is the college's long dead founder. Uh, She notices a guy following her and gets nervous. The guy starts to gain on her, but eventually turns off and she watches him go. But when she turns back around, there's a spooky figure in a cloak facing her. She runs and eludes the guy, knocks on the door. Why didn't she go to the guy who she thought was following her. He's like, right like, sir, there. Sir. Like, hey! Yeah. It, or- also, she has her keys out and she's close to the lot. Why are you running to the... Somebody's house. Yeah, run to your car, right? Or, yeah, or I don't, like, so many things. And then she calls her friends back instead of calling They're 911. They're not nearby. Yeah, right. Call, like, at least the call will be recorded then. I don't, like... And you try one friend. I don't know. You know, it's not how I would have played it, but I probably would die too. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just sit down in the snow like, and be like, fine. <laughs> I'm ready. Take me. <laughs> Take me. 
Um, so the guy in the cloak starts to chase her, and when she knocks on the nearby house, the door of the nearby house for help, the cloaked man answers. He grabs an icicle from the porch and stabs her, and then she does, like, a snow angel in the snow before he drags her body away. Why is all the snow piled in one area? It's, like, the it's rest of the... obviously not snow. Um, and then... My queen, Imogen Poots, awakens in her room at her sorority house. Uh, she is playing Riley, and she's like a girl that wears, you know, jeans and a striped shirt. So she's like hiding she's, from, she's hiding from her femininity or something. Yeah, she's not sexy enough. She chit-chats with some of her sisters as she heads out, including Franny, who has lost her diva cup, and Jessie, who... Who wants Riley to like be sexy again and like you know get back to her sexy roots? Mm. Um, she walks to the college. There's some strange shots of like carved gnomes that are like the gargoyles. Into... Yeah, they're like gargoyles or like little gnome monks reading scrolls. It's confusing. All strange. Yeah. Um, Carrie Elwes is her professor and is problematic. Do you? As soon like as I was... saw him, I was like, "This is bad." He spells okay. trouble. Always. He always spells trouble. He was so hot in The Princess Bride, and I was like hot. swooning over him. And then any other role he's been in, he's just like, like such gross. a sore thumb, right? He's just like, look, you know. I don't. It's not even. He like, always plays like a weird douchebag. Like, smarmy yeah but i like he was so hot in the princess bride there's like like i wanted what about that role made him so hot was it the mustache was it it his hair the outfit like the outfit like a really take charge guy that was peak got ahead in the pirating game yeah he's like a total nerd in saw he's just like not even there in twister you know robin hood men in tights is like not a thing in this category that we can talk about. Um, no. Ella Enchanted, he's like a weird douchebag. He's like just that. always a weird douchebag in movies. In, uh, he was in Stranger Things. Like, Bram Stoker's I think Dracula. Second or third. Oh, God, you know, you know I didn't get through Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's but yeah, he's like just, to watch. I don't know. And there is like. He's in a movie called I, The Unholy from 2021, which I'm pretty sure uh-oh, I probably spaghetti-os. watched. <laughs> I don't, yeah, he's just, like, he's, like, not attractive. It was, it's just Wesley who was attractive, which is, it's It's not Carrie Elves. It's Wesley. Yeah, Elves. Elves. Yeah, just, like, I really wish that that didn't happen to him. Like, he's not a bad-looking guy. But when I see his face, I, it's, like, an immediate cringe for me. Ugh. This guy, yeah. Uh, so Riley's sorority sister, Chris, has started a petition to have um, Professor Gelson, who's Carrie Elwes' character, fired, <laughs> citing, like, weird secret meetings and Jeanette general, like, favoritism of male students, which turns out to be true. Um, <laughs> mm. And then um, they, Chris and Riley head back to the sorority house where – they're staying with a couple of their other sisters, Marty and Jess, uh, for the break. Chris is... Um, okay, sorry. Back it up. They all go to the coffee shop where mm-hmm. Riley works, where they discuss the petition in more detail. 
Meanwhile, Cutie Landon signs the petition, and there's some flirtation between him and Riley, which abruptly ends when a gross frat guy named Phil arrives. To which I say, justice for Andrea Martin's Phil, because she did not deserve to have this dickhole named after her character. I know. And yeah, like Chris is the name of somebody else. And then... I mean, we'll get into the comparisons probably at the very end, but I was like, why are we just like sporadically naming? Like, there's no connection, no connotation between the names of the I think it's just, it's not supposed to be like an It's just like an homage. It's just like a little nod. Yeah. It's not like a continuity in the plot. I was just confused. So, Phil mentions this other frat guy, Brian, and his, that he'll be showing up at the talent show that evening. Um, and when he leaves, the sisters ask if Riley's sure she wants to go, but she says she can handle it because something bad happened between her and Brian. Mm-hmm. Later, they go to the frat house to do the talent show performance. Um, and Riley notices that her little, little sister, Helena, is missing, who should be there to practice and warm up. She goes to look for her and walks in on her hooking up. Oh, no. So Sorry. She walks in on a weird pledge ceremony with cloaks and... She's like, oh, I don't like the look of this. She's lucky they didn't see her. Weird, because she's her whole face is in the door. She's if like, any of them turned slightly to the yeah, yeah, it's not like <laughs> just her eyes, like her exactly. Yeah, and she doesn't even like try to be like, oh, I'll just close, open it a crack. She's like, whoop. <laughs> um, so she pulls her hand away from the door and notices she has some weird black goop on her hands. Weird. Not the goop. Um, I must say to the DKOs uh, fraternity, kind of risky to have a top secret ceremony when you're having a talent show like 15 minutes later. Like, yeah, what's the timing you know, here? People give me, show up. give me the itinerary. Um, the doors are not locked. Uh, it's not in like a basement, just like nope, in a room. It's just in a room, room that you hall. can open the door to. Yeah. In another room in the frat house, a very drunk Helena is starting to hook up with Phil, but realizes she wants to stop. Um, and Riley interrupts and Phil, you know, bails Helena out. And Phil says, leaves angrily, saying Brian never would have assaulted Riley and she's a liar. Ew. Ew, Phil. Helena pukes for a while and then decides to head home and pack up to go back to her parents' house. Um, and then back in their weird, like, frat house green room, Chris convinces Riley to take Helena's place in the performance. She agrees, but when they go on stage, she freezes up when she sees Brian, but she recovers, and they unleash a sick diss track on the frat about how they let women get assaulted and Brian raped Riley. And it's, mm. I don't know, I kind of liked it. It was pretty it good. It was kind of good, Yeah. I like the line, what you guys do in here is sick. <laughs> <laughs> it was like pretty well written. I do. I don't appreciate the fact that um, Chris like peer pressures Riley into like. Yeah, she's like, you're standing up you for herself. Do this. Exactly. It's like she's been abused and assaulted. Like she and she doesn't have to get on stage in a skimpy outfit in front of her abuser. Like that's kind of and why would you want her to do that? You know, <laughs> process that abuse and that trauma in her own way. If she wants to like dress differently, if she doesn't want to like interact with men the way that she used to, that's fair. And like, don't she doesn't have to be the person friend. she was before she's like experienced a traumatic event. Yeah. Circling back, I do think describing something that you're, like, horrified and disgusted by as sick is kind of, like, awesome, like, cool. Like, 
That is sick. That's like, sick. You're sick. Yeah. And so you're like, That's sick. That's you know? sick. <laughs> it's all about the tone, baby. Right. Um, Cutie Pie Landon was doing the sound at the talent show, so he follows her out and compliments her on her courage to do the performance. And they decide to head back to the coffee shop to have some cake. Um, back at the um, sorority house, Helena is packing up to go home and does some more vomiting. Um, and then we cut back to Landon and Riley, who are bonding, and she invites him to their Christmas dinner at the house the next day. Okay, so Landon is like Mr. Cutie Pie. He's wearing like... Adorbs, yeah. A, a like 90s sweater, like a 90s That you would formally sweater. call some, an, a noun an, that is a yeah. man that we don't use anymore. That we don't use that name. Too on the nose, right? I didn't like it. Yeah, especially it. for and he's not movie. wearing, Especially for this movie. And um, he's not wearing a coat. Is he immune to the snow? It's... Snowing. He's There's at snow no all over point the during this movie wearing a coat. Uh, he's just walking around. He can't wear a coat? With no coat. Yep. So I don't get know. this man and a coat. I'm, I don't understand. I'm assuming he had a coat. He left his coat inside along with his mixer and like all this fancy don't. sound equipment with people don't that you that. are obviously douchebags. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So Helena gets a couple of the same weird DMs from Calvin Hawthorne and hears a door close somewhere in the house. She gets startled, so she goes out into the hallway to see if anyone's there. But when she retreats back into the room, we see a cloaked figure approach her from behind. Mm. Yip Yap is the name of the messaging app they use. Weird. Yip Yap. Oh. Yip Yap. Yip Yap. I didn't even get that. I thought it was like... I don't know what I thought, but I was like, why does it say yip yap? <laughs> <laughs> I'm stupid. Hello, no. Rebecca. It's me, stupid. Um, so the next morning, Riley wakes up from a dream of being drugged and raped by Brian, and she wakes up to a text message from another sorority's sister, a sorority sister and another sorority, Una, <laughs> wondering if she's heard from Lindsay because Lindsay has not made it to her grandma's yet. Um, meanwhile, Claudette the cat has the goop from the DKO house on her paws. Poor Claudette. Um, and the gals plus Marty's boyfriend, Nate, head out to do some Christmas errands. Meanwhile, is Nate the house mom? Is he their house mother? Or is he just... He's Marty's he's boyfriend. He's just Marty's boyfriend. But he's yeah. like... At first he's I directing thought he, these ladies he, around. Yeah, he's like their chauffeur. At first I thought he lived in their weird frat house green room. He was like a frat guy. But then it seems like he's not. He's just like around. Um, yeah, and he's like, come on, you ladies, get in the car. He like drives yeah. them around his little Jeep. It's kind of adorable. Um, <laughs> so Franny, who lost her diva cup, is getting ready to leave the house. But she's looking for Claudette first. We see her, um, like, kind of from a wide shot on the landing, find Claudette, pick her up, and then get attacked from behind with Christmas lights that strangle her. Um, it's fine. She's she's fine. She Poor may not Franny. recover from this, but, yeah, I, I really liked Franny. So while they're and Christmas she's tree... Jewish. She's our only Jewish character. That's true. She, she didn't die first, though. Strangled with Christmas lights. Of all things. I know. It's really offensive. Not great. Don't love it. I um, also like, they're getting a tree. It's two days before Christmas. No? It's a huge ass tree, too. It's too late. Like, take the L. Keep it Yeah, moving. take the L on that. Or 
Just get like a, you know, small artificial tree or something. It's humongous. <laughs> so while they're out tree shopping, Riley gets some of the weird DMs from Calvin Hawthorne, followed by a call. Um, initially, there's no caller ID, and initially she hears like weird distorted chatter and noises, but then it connects to Helena's mom, who's looking for Helena because she never turned up at home. Back at the house, Riley looks around for Helena, but she can't find her. And she tells the others that something doesn't feel right. And then there's a very Ty West shot of Riley walking away from the house. And then it's like it slowly pans back and you see dead Franny on the balcony. She's just like like, sitting. It is like the it does not. The cinematography is like out of left field and it does not belong in this movie. It was super weird. in the, I think it's like also a nod to the original because that's a lot of like it. It was a lot of like zooming in and zooming out, and then like a realization from that panning. But it just like what it felt so. Again, too on the nose. There was no subtlety to it. It wasn't like a hand. It was clunky. It was yeah. like a full dead body just hanging out on the balcony. I know. It was Weird. creepy though. I thought it was creepy. Yeah, the like glossy eyes. Yeah, creepy. Um, Riley gets more upsetting texts. The Calvin, uh, Calvin Hawthorne Yip Yap account is threatening her, <laughs> like, with physical violence at this point. Inside one of the campus buildings, <clears throat> she runs into Landon, but she's scared and distracted, and he thinks that she doesn't like him anymore. And I was like, no, Landon. Okay, I get that he's supposed to be our red herring, and we're supposed to suspect him. I never like, why suspected is he just... him for one second, did you? He's just... No, but I think that's like what they were leading us. In. But he's just always happens to be around. Why? What Wait, are you I doing? Kind of Why are you Nate just like the red herring around? But then he dies. But then spoily. Uh oh, spaghettios. I think this part made me think he was our red herring because yeah. he's just like on I guess the stairs I just holding like, a weird. Oh, book. not that many people are on campus anymore because it's winter break. I guess, yeah. But wouldn't I also am so confused? These girls are supposed to be best friends, like four best friends, and one of you're getting you're getting weird texts from a Calvin Hawthorne account. You wouldn't tell you your tell, friends I would about be like, it. You guys, what the look at this yeah. shit? Yeah, it's fucking I, crazy. I, yeah, I don't know. And then at I that point, either. Marty would be like, "Oh, me too." And then you would yeah, have been they ahead. Put this together, then, yeah, a little bit earlier for sure. Uh, so Riley goes to campus security where a man eating a sandwich doesn't believe her. Um, it's kind of fat phobic, but I hate cops and men enough to let this one go. Um, he's making go, it at the front desk. He's like, he's squeezing like mayo. a lot of mayo on it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why are you making a sandwich here? <laughs> you right? Brought, Is there you no You brought bread, room? turkey, like you brought all to this the stuff front desk. to put it together at the desk. <laughs> Weird. it really gave me a chuckle it's true uh so yeah they end up going to the dk house but they nobody answers and mr sandwich heads out and is like don't worry about it young lady so riley keeps poking around the house she calls helena's number and hears a phone ringing faintly inside and she's like suspicious but then she is physically kind of like grabbed grabbed by professor gelson and he drops his little papers when she helps him pick them up she sees a list with her name on it along with the name of some of her other sisters then he corners her about her performance the night before and says he should she should remove the post um because 
I don't know. Like, he's like, it's bad. Kind of threatening, for... like, violent. He's like threatening her, but you're not sure with what. Um, yeah. I also don't really understand what accent he's going for because he's been on this American campus for like 500 years. <laughs> he went to college here and he has this like weird pseudo British accent. Like, I'm not sure what's but happening. Carrie L. Use. It was. Is, uh, I thought he was Australian. Is he Australian? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Wesley is British. Let's look it up. Let's. You know what's weird? When you hear he's from Westminster, Westminster, London, British. Indeed, he is. So maybe they were like, "We've got Carrie Elwes. Let's use him. You know, let's use every part of the animal." He really was used to his. It's just crazy. You know how like. A lot of time, men just get so much hotter as they get older. That just, like, really yeah. didn't happen to him. It really went the other way. And it's not even, like, it's not you know. It's ba- not, like, bad. It's just he's, he's not so bad not hot looking, anymore. But, like, yeah. it's re- something happened, you know, from Princess Bride onward. Like, that is but the I only really time. I can't my finger on what. He doesn't look all, like. Right. He doesn't look different. different. Just, we like, know it's him. weird. Yeah. <laughs> I and yeah, Wesley. It's a is mystery. Like, we need a scientist on this. <laughs> we hello science. Get, get we need to science know. on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was and that movie was like, he was in where he was like a creepy boyfriend or something? Creepy boyfriend. Was it? Mm. He was like that creepy boyfriend with glasses. What the fuck was that? <laughs> what? You know what I, I mean. Know. Okay, let's look. Let's dive into the history. Creepy boyfriend with We're glasses. Only in the t- He's got an oeuvre. He's a robust sure. IMDb. I know you guys live to hear us. Live to hear us scroll. Scroll on IMDb. Scroll. Yeah. Liar, liar. He no. plays Jerry. Yes. He's not, it's like he's, he's like a the creepy boyfriend. Creepy okay, it's a serious movie, though. Like, is it liar liar? He's got the denim shirt and the round glasses. Is that it? I don't think he has glasses in liar liar. This is hard. This is tough. Uh, he he was in an episode of. He was in six episodes of the X Files. Is that what you're thinking oh. about? No, I want to say it's like. It's like Seinfeld. Reese Witherspoon or like so. He's like uh, playing against like a younger woman where he's like a creepy older guy that's like. Oh, it's The Crush. The Crush. I've never seen The Crush. It is The Crush. A journalist becomes the unwanted center of attention for a 14-year-old girl who proceeds to sabotage his life after he refuses her sexual advances. He plays the journalist. And Alicia Silverstone plays the girl. Oh, God. Gross. I watched a lot of movies Alicia Silverstone has done more than one weird Part like this like she also was in I think she was in fear where Marky Mark becomes like the no obsessive. that was Reese that's Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. and then I she mean was in, can we talk about Clueless where her older stepbrother yeah he's like an adult man is Paul Re- he's, he's an adult yeah is Paul Red and he's actively pursuing his fear teenaged was horrible sex I hated that movie Yes, that's uh, weird. And then she was also in that movie True Crime, where she's like a true crime obsessed girly, and she gets like really involved in this case. And um, mm-hmm. then like she starts dating the weird like older detective who's like thirty. She's like sixteen. Disgusting. 
And then also that uh, Aerosmith video. What the hell, Alicia? Oh, yeah. Poor thing. That And that one with Liv Tyler, too? I'm like, that's your child. Your biological child, sir. Biological. Um, gross. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad Grooming. I figured that Grooming. out. I was driving me bananas. Yeah, I don't know. It was like Wesley in The Princess Bride and... Uh, Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing were like top tier. Top tier. God tier. Little yeah. little baby Rebecca was like, mm, I'm just going to watch these movies over and over and over again. I wonder why. What, but like, look at his little mustache. Is, that, <laughs> is he even still hot? No, I just saw. No, I think so. I mean, I haven't watched it in a while, but I, I can't imagine. No, he's still hot. Yeah, when he's. Yeah, been, look at that. Yeah, look at that. But yeah, the little it mustache has to be, is kind just... of strange. <laughs> yeah, what did yeah, something happen to his jawline? Like what I happened? I think it was really maybe it's just the role. I don't know. And he's not oh, unattractive. He's not like an unattractive. No, no, man. he doesn't and like like when you look at a side by side, they really don't look that different. But I just he cannot exactly explain how much hotter he was. In this movie, than any other moment in time, we need to. All right, well, I think we've, I think we've done enough of a we've cashed it out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and so back at the house, uh, Marty's boyfriend Nate is getting cranky. Riley gets home and confronts Chris about the end of the video, in which she actively accuses Brian of assaulting her. And now, like a bajillion people have seen it, but I'm like, was that not what you were doing the whole time? Like. Didn't you say I mean, that in the song? Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, confused. So Jess leaves because she doesn't like the fighting because she clearly grew up in an abusive home. Um, so I'm sorry that that happened to you, Jess, and that we never have time to explore because you die shortly ha- after this. But Poor Jessie. Um, yeah, she like really – she doesn't get any screen time really until she dies. No, she like makes she a says, ham like, and then a dies. Few things. Yeah, yeah. She's like, try this ham, guys. <laughs> Don't go in the dark that attic. Was really funny that she's like, all you do is put the ham in the oven and turn it on. I could have been having ham this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking cute. of ham fisted, that was the best ham joke. Ham fisted. <laughs> so yeah, she goes upstairs to find more Christmas decorations, and then Marty, Chris, and. Riley realized they've all been getting the DMs, but Chris writes it off as just, like, some asshole guy, even though Marty and Riley are, like, genuinely scared. Um, Yeah. Jess uh, in the attic is trying different strings of lights in a power... Are you shitting me? What are they called? Outlet. Outlet. (laughs) In a power area and an electronic (laughs) electronical when she finally finds one that works it lights up um and one of the clothes guys like masks next to her and she's attacked and by i liked jess i thought she was a like fun character this is the problem i have with the script though is like these things bother me so much is like i know not everyone is as afraid of the dark as me right i'm afraid of the dark i don't like being in the dark by myself who would being a creepy Why didn't you turn a light on? Turn a light on. And if the lights weren't on in the attic, turn it around. Go downstairs. You don't, you don't need it. Whatever's Nobody up needs there. Them. Yeah. You get a flashlight. Get your phone out. I don't like I don't understand. I don't get it. No one would do that. No, I I also like 
I just wouldn't be like digging around in the dark. How do you even see anything? There's, I guess like, she probably didn't... fifty years worth of shit up there. I get but she you know, like didn't want to be part of the fight, and she was like wine drunk. But just then like, turn go, a light on. She would have been in her room scrolling on her phone. That's where go she read would a have book. Went. Yeah, drunk read and then forget everything that you read, and then read the same like fifty pages the next day. <laughs> <laughs> He's speaking from experience. Didn't it kind of make like the honestly this and the original Black Christmas just made me kind of like bummed I never was in a sorority. They have fifty right. years worth of like weird ass antique christmas decorations in their attic they have beautiful rooms it's a gorgeous house they have friends like i had trouble friends. friends in college you know me too it just seems yeah. really I mean, nice like, no and i like this college. because you know they're like cool sorority like they're like different sorority girls like i wouldn't have fit in in like a greek the tv show sorority but i could get down with these ladies you know yeah i wasn't i wouldn't have been hot enough to be in a sorority Casey Maybe in real life would have either. rejected me. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. They didn't uh, like fatties on that show, though. I yeah, I like no ASU has sororities. I know they do, and I've been to a frat party, but I just I don't know. Yeah, I like don't I don't like doing stuff either. There's a lot of doing. You, and I I'm think poor. you have to do stuff like to stay in the sorority. Like you have to yeah. do a certain amount of things. It's not all just hanging out in, like, your cool old house, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, right. I just want to hang out in there by myself and read a book. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, um, yeah, Jess is attacked. Riley and Chris are still fighting, and Nate has, like, a men's rights mental breakdown. And then <sighs> Marty kicks him out because she's like, who are you? Like, fuck you. And then they all start getting really upset, and the violent DMs keep coming in. And then... Um, and Arrow then busts through the room and hits Marty. And then the guy with the bow and arrow is like here with a mask and a cloak on. He's like ready to go. So they head upstairs into like a closet or something and they lock themselves in. And then they're like, we didn't bring a phone. Like you don't oh, have your phone in your pocket. In your fucking pocket. So Riley has to go downstairs to grab one with like a sharpened you know, curtain rod or something. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, the attacker is going through a house and turning the lights off. I did think this was really funny because he didn't just go to the basement and cut the power. He was like, pink, 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 pink. I said that too. <laughs> the light switch. Yeah. On everyone. <laughs> so cute. Um, Riley is creeping around quietly. And at this point, I'm looking at these decorations and wondering who was paying the fucking electric bill for this house. I swear to God. It's a lot of lights. A lot of lights. The sorority um, girls. They have to pay fees. And dues. Marty and Chris, like 15 minutes later, realize that Jesse is missing. Not good friends. Um, and Chris decides to go find her. So we now have two sorority sisters creeping really quietly around and one bad guy creeping really quietly around. They're just like, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. They, like, pass each other, like, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like, like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Chris finds Jess in the attic. She sees her from behind, sitting in a rocking chair, a la the original, and wrapped in lights. But when she turns her around, she sees that a piece of glass has been stabbed through her head. So. Just like Barb. Man, sad. I love Barb. Barb. Team Barb. Barb. Meanwhile, um, Nate <laughs> busts in on Riley's quiet skulking. Oh my He's like, God. I'm here to apologize. And Riley's no like, No one messes with my girls. The way girl. he says that, I'm like, Riley's Ugh. like, Please, all I need you to do is shut the fuck up. 
And he's like, I don't care. what? What? No. And so he just like keeps yelling. And then he gets killed because he's screaming. Um, and then, but he, not before he's tossed his keys to Riley, telling her to escape. Um, so then, unfortunately, the attacker sees Riley and pins her against a wall and like very grossly and intimately like slowly slashes both of her cheeks it's like really disgusting Uh, and then tries to kiss her because there's mistletoe up above but then a toy santa makes a noise and he gets distracted so riley uses the opportunity to get a hold of nate's keys and stab him in the throat killing him marty and chris arrive and it seems like maybe they're gonna be okay but then another masked man shows up marty takes a very inadvisable like tries to take a very inadvisable stand and she's like i called the cuffs they're on their way fuck you and then she gets killed predictably um so chris and riley go to hide and they decide to make a break for it but then chris is attacked from behind but the girls manage to kill the second attacker um afterwards they realize the guys aren't bleeding it's the same black goop from the deke house they unmask the attacker and riley recognizes him as the dko pledge she saw it in like weird ritual room earlier. Chris goes to get Nate's keys and is attacked by a third guy who Riley manages to suffocate with a plastic garment bag. They finally make it to the car, but then there's another guy that's like chasing them. They're out. just like <laughs> they're like popping up like fucking whack a moles. Like yeah. in video games, yeah, for real. <laughs> and they're on the road. Um so Riley tells Chris the weird ritual she saw, but Chris doesn't believe her. I was like, what's to not believe? Have you not been here? Like, it's not that. Did you, <laughs> like, did you see the goop? Yeah, you There's saw the guys goop. just Something attacking. Is very wrong. And um, it didn't seem like Chris's personality to not believe yeah, her. Yeah, and also either. Chris wants to go to the cops. Like, that seemed out of character for her, too. Right. Like, uh, so Riley disagrees um, and says she, they shouldn't go to the cops. They should solve it themselves and go to the DKO house. And they argue, Riley demands that Chris pull over and let her out where she runs into Landon again on foot. <laughs> I would He's just never, there. <laughs> never let my friend out of the car if this was happening. I would be like, no. fine, we will do it your way. Just stay. We can have like, an awkward safe. silence right now, but we're staying But you're together. not getting out of the car. Yeah. Like, who, would you ever let me out of the car? And it's like with insane no. masked assailants running around? Like, no, Absolutely Chris not. is not a good friend. So, uh, thankfully, we got Landon in play. So, because um, he's they're gonna convenient. Like, go do something. Deus <laughs> Landon, like he's always yeah, there. He's there. Uh, in the car, Chris sees police lights as she passes another sorority house, and then a bunch of the sisters like rush the car, and they're like, "Please let us in!" And then they see that it's hap- She sees that it's happening to them and a bunch of the other sororities as well. A lot Over more of the- them survived. Delta's the superior. Blue so Kappa did not do great. Yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of people down. Um, so Landon heads into the DKO house where his mixer is fucked up because he left it in a frat house. For like so he days. gets super pissed and starts breaking stuff, which attracts the attention of the brothers. And they saunter in. Um, they talk to Landon and end up putting him through the hazing ritual where, like, he hears this crazy ringing sound in his ears and gets a splitting headache, and stupid fucking Phil goes, it's just the founder drawing out your true alpha, which is, like, weird and gross. Alpha, like, gives the word, gives me a a visceral, like, reaction to, like, projectile vomit. So I just read, um, recently read a book that was Werewolf Smut, 
and it was literally called Wolf Gone Wild. It was horrible. Oh <laughs> it was bad. But the like main conceit was that this werewolf had to go seek help from a witch because he wasn't shifting into a werewolf and his wolf was like trapped inside of him and talking to him. And the author legit named the wolf that was trapped inside of him talking to him Alpha. That was his name. <sighs> it was how a bad, original. How bad book. And it was not even that like smutty. Could have been could have been smuttier. Could have been okay? smuttier. If you got smut, it better be smutty. Yeah, especially if it's like supernatural smut, like go for it, you know? Like, like I don't ghost have time to orgies. Waste here. Yeah. Exactly, ghost orgies. <laughs> so Riley goes into the weird ritual room where she sees the Hawthorne bust that um Chris had petitioned to get removed from display on campus, which I forgot to mention earlier, but it's crying black <laughs> goop. She hears Helena crying out and finds her tied to a table. No. Riley go no. Break the bust. Break the bust. Break first. the bust. The something is then wrong with the, the bust. <laughs> yeah. If a bust is crying, tears push, of any color. Push it. Any over. origin. Yep. It's Get that gotta go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have unfettered access to break it. Please. Please take no care one's of around. <laughs> um, but when she tries to, she releases Helena. She ends up getting knocked out by Phil because Helena is a double agent. Riley wakes up to see Brian doing the ritual on Landon, which is probably extremely traumatizing because she he's her abuser and Landon is like her new potential love interest. So it, that's bad. Um, and they. Oh, she's tied up in the center of a room and she sees an altar where all the stuff that's gone missing from the sorority sisters is sitting. The diva cup. Including the diva cup. Diva cup. Diva cup. It all came around. Um, and then Gelson appears. He says he's turning Landon into a true man. And this is where things get, you know, things were not on solid ground before, but this is where things get even a little bit shakier as far as the writing. Wild. So after the uh-huh. Hawthorne bust was removed from public view and brought into the fr- frat house, the boys discovered that it had supernatural qualities. Hawthorne feared like women taking over society, so he left <laughs> instructions on how to create an army of young men to take their power back from women. <laughs> Sorry. It's bad. Like. It's so- so when they when they did the hazing ritual on the pledges they became possessed by the spirit of hawthorne and had like supernatural powers and then gelson but where are these supernatural powers they i mean they were killed pretty easily they just they're just like maybe maybe stronger yeah, or like they like can like instead of being able to lift like, fifty pounds, they can lift seventy five. Yeah, are they like uh, you know, reappearing and like they have like a a consciousness? They yeah, can what like are they doing? Talk can to they each other like subconsciously. Can they teleport into wherever they're going? Like no, because the guy that... was sneaking around the house. Remember, like <laughs> they do, What are these powers? I don't know. They have they have to manually switch every light in the house off, and you're telling me he has they're... supernatural powers. Their blood is black. It's black goop instead of red. That's their. I mean, that is, I guess, supernatural, but it's not I, a. It's not a benefit. I believe it's black not a value blood. Add. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kelson and the other brothers named the women that had stepped out of line, and the pledges went after them to straight up murder kill them. Like, is that the solution? 
That's we went straight to that. Don't try to get them expelled. You yeah. know, straight to murder. Helena then comes to Riley and does a brainwashed monologue about being a good woman and falling in line. And then Brian arrives, her abuser, telling her she has a choice to bow to him or he'll hurt her. And he's also chewing gum, which is gross. Chewing gum in public is not nice. If you're on the train, if you're in a grocery store, if you're at a strange ritual, you know, in a frat house, any public place chewing gum, disgusting. I chew gum all the time. Yeah, but you don't chew gum like Brian. No, I don't do anything like Brian, hopefully. So, unfortunately, they murder Helena, and then Riley bows briefly, but then she starts to fight back. Landon's got his little cape on, and he is in the action as well. So then Chris arrives with the other sisters from the other sororities, and they have, like, crossbows and shit, and then a brawl ensues. Riley charges stupid fucking Brian, and they do... She's, like, pinned by him, and she starts to have flashbacks to her assault but then she finds like her you know how like mothers of children can flip over cars she finds like her superhuman strength um because like there's nothing more important than like killing stupid brian uh and then she finally (laughs) smashes the goopy bus like an hour after she should have but first she holds it up for a long time this and big then, bus. Yeah, she's like, and, and then Gelson, Gelson is like, like and she's like, don't do it. <laughs> she says, do we it. will never be broken. And then she throws the bus. I was like, that is cheese to the max. <sighs> cheese to the max. I didn't even write it down because it was too cheesy. It's so bad. Meanwhile, Chris fully sets Professor Gelson on fire, which I thought was I was like, funny. we're going all in. We're setting this. We're burning these people alive. Um, yep. Landon comes back into his own brain and then gets in on the action. The brawl continues, and then the women eventually make their way out into the hallway without getting any of the pledges to leave the room. And then they lock them into their weird room. They were like, look they... over there. And then they ran. <laughs> like the roadrunner. And, and then the house just burns down and they watch. And ruthless. The movie, the movie ends. Fully ruthless. I and as, like, as you know, when I think I'm watching movies like this, I'm just thinking about like the paperwork and the cleanup because I'm an earth right. sign. What in the world is going to happen? I was like, someone's going to get arrested. Someone These women is are going to get jail. arrested. They are going to jail. Yeah. Uh, they burn those Landon people alive. Landon is a black man. Like, he's in this situation because of Riley. There's like, a video circulating the internet of them accusing these men of rape. Like, and now they're dead. They're going to jail. Yeah, this in a room. This like, is not a happy ending. <laughs> like, hope the, those they put paddles the, the paddles burn to a crisp. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to be like? Oh, I know my DNA is all over the place. One of our sisters is in there, but She's, I didn't. Yeah, Eyewitnesses. The other frater- fraternities around the area witness to this whole scene. Yeah, like they set a house, they ran out of a house that was on fire. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I don't hate it. I do think it's like just fun to watch. And it's, it is, ex- it's like, it has this weird dichotomy of being like about trying to address rape culture in like a sincere and serious way, but also just being so dumb and goofy that it's dumb. just like hard. It's like, what's going on here? You know? But then it's also taking itself extremely seriously. Like it you said. is. And I was thinking this whole time, the fact that men rape women, the fact that men control 
entire institutions and that the patriarchy is uh, in our everyday lives is our society. That's scary enough. Yeah. That men rape women and get away with it. Scary enough. We don't need a cult. We don't need a bus crying oil tears. We don't need like mat cloaked figures. I, it's scary enough that that stuff happens. Like I don't. We don't need like a cult. I don't know. I just. I think it was like misguided. Um. I, I think. It, sorry. I'm just texting. So my sister in law Ariel texted me sorry if i'm putting you on blast ariel um but she texted me a picture of her foot and it looked like really fucked up it was like she was in a medical room and her foot looked like bruised or bloody and i was like oh my god what happened did you break your foot and she goes no i'm just in for an ingrown toenail procedure <laughs> she just like oh my god and i was like oh like are you good and she was like yeah i just know you like gross stuff and i was like thank you that's nice yeah how sweet <laughs> Uh, I yeah maybe it was the lighting or something. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie was <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's misguided. Like like you said, just like the things that are happening, where there's obvious like ingrained systemic bias against women and people of color is like sinister enough without adding this like very ham-fisted like reference to Riley being assaulted because we already it doesn't need to be overt we know that men in powerful positions abuse their power we know Uh that you know college guys white guys and frats there's this kind of like culture of abusing women Abuse, and they're not yeah. being believed like i just think the subtext was enough and they just made it like extremely overt to the point where it was like hard to have any levity in the movie anymore yeah. because it's just like okay like i feel bad like should i be should i say this is a fun movie like there are fun elements like the weird scene at the end is like so ridiculous like with yeah. they're like it's like suddenly we're in like Lord of the Rings, the two towers, and they're just like battling with bows and arrows. It's like so funny. Yeah, with their oar paddles against each other. I, and I like, you come to a movie, any piece of art, you come to it with your own life experiences. We all live in a world where we, even if you don't want to admit it, even if you're a guy and you want to pretend it doesn't happen. You know what happens. You're mm-hmm. coming to watch this movie from that perspective. We don't need it reinforced at every turn. We know it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. And that compared to the original. Hi, Adam. Hi, Adam. What? We're on air. Oh, gosh. Will you just close up? We're almost finished. Okay. Thank you. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, the original, we're like, a man is pressuring a woman to have a child and like the The original um, is so much scarier because so much scarier because there's more it's subtext like you don't see the attacker but you see other men around them that are very like legitimate candidates for being the attacker because of the way they operate around these women and that's what makes it like an incredible movie and this like I feel like it could have been funny and good if there 
it decided whether it was like a fun slasher or like a weird supernatural movie and if it was like addressing these things in a way that left room for like us as women and like people of color and the marginalized groups that she's trying to go to bat for to be like interpret it for ourselves (laughs) yeah exactly but in this case it's just like oh a white woman got assaulted so like all of these people of color have to come around her and like avenge this for her and it just like smacked of white supremacist culture i I think so funny i liked this movie and then and then i ruined it to shreds (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm like wait what about this that other thing sucks yeah and Chris, the coding on Chris is, like, disgusting. And she's my favorite character. I loved Chris, too. I also, like, just objectively, the, everybody in this movie is, like, so gorgeous. Like, Right. I think she's so all, interesting like, looking. She's interesting looking. I thought El- Marty was really, like... Elsie. Um, I think it's, I think it's sorry, Elise, it on... right? <laughs> Pronounced it's like... It's A-L-E-S... Or Y-S-E. I, I read it as Elise. Alice. Am I stupid? Alice. Because there, well, there's a Y sound in the middle. Shannon. Elise? Elise? Maybe Elise. Okay, Elise Sorry Shannon. Sorry for whatever just happened, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't I don't, say I'm not sure, there. yeah. But I think um, it is good that there were two black women in, like, two of the leading roles. Marty but is, But there were like, really... It was really only one lead role. The yeah, because Jesse, like Jesse and Marty are kind of like the mirrors to Riley and Chris, and they die yeah. much earlier. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But Chris is like, I mean, she had the the capacity to be a great character, but the coding was just so racist. Like, she's loud. She's aggressive. She's, you know, she wears like she wears her natural hair. She's like more dark skinned than Jesse's character. There are all these like coders that just make it such a like typical stereotype and like her her advocacy and her activism is extremely loud and that's what makes her offensive whereas riley like becomes our protagonist because she is more compliant and she flies under the radar and is like processing in this other way and i think that's effective and yeah she's pressuring her pressuring uh, Riley to come forward and do these things that she would do herself, and then when it com- comes time to act, she our- she's more of a cowardice. Not than for nothing, Riley. but Marty and Jesse really don't back Riley up either. They're not like no. They're like, oh, seems whatever. to it's actually just like be weird... like a good or sincere friend <laughs> to each other in this like gang, girl gang, you know? Right, but it's supposed to be like uplifting for women. Uh, I and yeah, I, do I think, just. Like, you know, like, I think we talk about this a lot. Like, representation is not everything and it's not enough. Like, and yeah. I see that, too, with Landon's character because Landon is going into a physically perilous situation for him as a black man to, like, help Riley. And right. he doesn't have to do that. And, like, you know, you see him, like, standing in this room and, like, 30 white men come in and like they're you know they intend like ill will towards him yeah like, their intention is to hurt him that's like a life or death situation i don't know right. it just felt like a and little... it's all for to like distract 
so that so Riley can, can like you know accomplish her, her goal exactly. Her vengeance. It just yeah. felt a little bit like ignorant. I guess maybe is the word. It just yeah. felt you know like not self aware. Like we've talked and about. We don't know anything about anyone i just like yeah the characters weren't fully they weren't fleshed out we spent a lot of time on the dialogue yeah the bad dialogue wasn't great we know riley's parents are dead she's an orphan we hear that one time and then we get this weird line of dialogue where chris is it meant to like make you dislike her like make her adversarial where she's like, oh, I can buy whatever I want with my dad's credit card because he bailed on our St. Bart's trip. And I was like, huh? Like, that doesn't seem in alignment with the characterization that we're going for here. Like, what is that And then it seems like she's not a genuine person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Marty, we know she has a boyfriend named Nate. And Jesse has a biological sister that she doesn't get along with, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, we don't know... They're I think all like weird whispers of right what they where should we could be. get more yeah. of it like in the original Barb and her mom don't get along and her mom is abandoning her for her new boyfriend so she's drinking and Barb all the time. wears a choker and Barb wears a choker and she's badass you know and, and Jess is going through this like very real like situation life in changing her life. situation like, where yeah. her boyfriend isn't backing her up and he's a piece of shit yeah know? exactly and Paul. And- is like he's fucking having Paul. like this fucking Paul. He's having Paul. this like huge audition to be part of the conservatory or whatever, and that he fails. Chris is a townie who loves golf, who loves golf, hockey, and he's hot. You know, like Chris and he hates hot, the cops. Though. Yeah, you know that's we we know more and about the four. You get like so I forget who which sister's dad comes into town. Miss is it Claire Claire Harrison's father comes into town. Oh yeah. Claire. And like they there's like the it's Phil, Mr. Harrison and Chris are just like this great search party like a little Scooby this, gang. Yeah, a little Scooby gang and I don't know it just felt like really more real and genuine and this is just like I don't know everybody's feels, everywhere, no one's talking to each other yeah, like Yeah, and there's like all uh, of these kind of like buzzwords around like activism and advocacy just for the sake of having which them are just and... like surface level yeah yeah exactly whereas like we see true kind of camaraderie in the original and we see Jess like really take ownership of her situation and her life and mm-hmm. make like a really challenging decision and become her own like advocate and her own protector and I think that's right. why Jess and Black Christmas endure and this will be forgotten soon <laughs> yeah it's that rough said stuff. i didn't hate watching it it wasn't I, as bad as imdb or as you know rotten tomatoes or imdb would lead i think there's not are the like, worst movie i've ever seen yeah there are much worse movies and there's a much worse watch movie. out was a what, terrible better watch out was that was a really bad movie i really regret near that unwatchable that. yeah and it has a 6.5 and this has a two you know this go 3.5 go it goes People just it hate it because it's a bunch of women, and that's that. That's the truth. And, you know, our take on it is, I think, hopefully based on a little more nuance than just, like, I don't want to watch women win. You know? Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, this is much better than Better Watch Out, and it has a lower rating, and I think that's because it centers around women and has, like, a few characters of color. I don't – yeah, it's crap. Yeah, I hope that to see Chris in another 
at least Shannon in another movie because I think that she's, like you said, super interesting looking. I think she's a good actor. I enjoyed her. And yeah, Brittany O'Grady already had like a bit that big show TV show role. So, oh, you know, this is how I know. I was like, I know her face. She was in the Charmed remake. As I think one of the sisters. Oh, really? I think so. Jada Shields. Oh, no, sorry. She's uh, she's the I think the like romantic partner of one of the sisters. I have not watched it. It's I not should. good. Um, it's I not mean, good. like, I'm sorry. Charmed is charmed to me. Like, yeah. make a new make a new witch show. Like, Charmed <sighs> is I know who I am and what I want it. out yeah. of Charmed. Yeah. <laughs> but that's right, the problem with like final remaking. Thoughts? I know. No. It's like if anyone even tries to go near Buffy, I'll be like. Stop. I was just watching a TikTok. Did I send it to you? I I thought about sending it to you. That was like, know. don't remake Buffy. There's like a the Slayer. I didn't. I wasn't a huge. I wasn't as big of a Buffy fan as you. But there was a Slayer, uh, like during the '70s, who knew Spike, and she's a black mm-hmm. woman, and she did it by herself. They're like, let's yes, do that spinoff cool. instead of making a remake of Buffy. Do that spinoff instead. Yeah. Do a period like- piece of her. Such a specific time in New York, too. And, like, mm-hmm. Spike, great. I love, I've always loved Spike as a character. Like, I Bring feel him like, back. Bring yeah. me back, Spike. Angel, be please go guy. away forever. <laughs> Xander, go away Boreal. forever. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Buffy just had, like, I f- like, you know, one of the first openly queer couples on TV. It had so many great. First kiss. Um, yeah. Yeah, female actors, like. It is bar- barrier gaze, though. Mm-hmm. I know. I was watching um, Four Weddings and a Funeral, which I told you about, uh, yeah, which I had never it's, seen is that before. Andy McDowell? Andy McDowell and Hugh Grant, who I love. I haven't watched I that in years. Hugh Grant. I don't know why. I just... Andy McDowell has such a face. Uh, right. But I had never seen it before. And one of it's like this group of friends who like all end up going to four, four weddings and a funeral. Right. But of course, spoiler alert, this movie's like 20 or 30 years old. Uh, the gay couple that one of them dies. I was like, do we have to bury our gays? Always. Nobody can survive. Like, n- it and was it was like, like so tragic or something. That no, sucks. they're in love. No. Yeah. It's like the I think it's like enough subtext and enough subtlety that like you get it if you get it and you don't you don't yeah kind of thing because it was the 80s or 90s or whatever but um i was like he had to die he was like the most fun character too was that like fully necessary it was just sad everyone's crying yeah um but anyway i'll leave you on a really fascinating trivia item the director sophia takal she is from Montclair, New Jersey, if you can believe it. Wow. Shocking stuff, right? I'm from New Jersey, too. I know. I didn't know if can Montclair was it? close to you. That's why I dropped that no. bomb on you on air. Far away. <laughs> I think Montclair is where rich people are from. Mm, that checks out. I feel like a rich person made this movie for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're from Hillside. So. Hey. I don't. Does that mean anything to anyone? Probably. No. Who cares? My mom was from Um, New Jersey. Lauren Hill lives in. uh, Also lives in New Jersey. So Orange. 
Shout out New Jersey. I think, yeah, that's great. Well, do you have any final thoughts or feelings that you want to share? No, I don't. No. All right, everyone, have a, so this will be dropping on Christmas Eve. Eve! So if you celebrate, we hope you have a restful time. Remember to fill your own cup. It can be stressful to be around family. So, Uh, yeah. Marissa, you remember our friend Marissa? She always used to say uh, that, like, potato analogy where you can only hold so many potatoes. Somebody need like, somebody else to hold your potatoes for you. Yeah, I think. That's you remember fine. That? <laughs> no, so yeah. if you need somebody else to hold a, to hold if a potato. If you need to hand off one of your potatoes, you should do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I kind of anyway, want a potato now. You want potatoes? You can't have All just right, one I'm off potato. to make an image in Poots Photoshop for our do it. Instagram. Um, well, I would say fuck Sophia to call. Sorry. Eat the rich. Go kill yourself. No, no, I didn't say that's not nice. Oh, no. No, that was really bad. I didn't mean that. I'm so sorry. Cut that. Oh, also, Cut we it. should put a we should have put a content warning on this. Shoot. Back to the beginning. Yeah, and I made a suicide joke and I forgot to put a content warning on. We'll put a content warning on the episode. Onward and upward. But said. yeah, and then like fuck patriarchy, fuck white supremacy, and fuck Brian and his Public gum chewing. Disgusting. Fuck Brian. Fuck. I mean, like, fuck Carrie Elwes when he is Wesley. But otherwise, sorry, what bro. Happened to sorry you, about Carrie? your demeanor. <laughs> yeah. Carrie. You like, uh, and saw yeah. he's such a nerd. Like, he's like Ugh. the antithesis of sexy. In and he's that so movie. pale. Ugh. Yeah. No way. Stupid, like, uh. shirt and khakis. Anyway, I mean, we need to end this. <laughs> in Stranger Things, he's a mayor, and he's, like, somehow even worse. And he's, like, a lot skinnier, too. So, like, nah. Mm, I don't know. I like a little yeah. pudge. Carrie. Yeah. Like anyway, remember thing. that you can't shit upwards. And stay ugly. And get fucked. Get fucked. Get fucked Bye. this Christmas, merrily. Bye. <laughs>